Welcome to Kitchen Table Netrunner. I'm Tristan. I'm Nicole. And here, we don't want to waste your time. Scoop, 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 scoop. We're here to scoop. We're going to scoop you. So grab some ice cream and listen up. Like a scoop of ice cream, is that what you mean? So today, again, thank you to Nisei, who has entrusted us with two brand new cards never before seen from Uprising, due out December 16th. Yeah. This had better already be on your Christmas list, people. Yes. Unless you don't celebrate Christmas, then just go buy it. Find someone who does and ask them to get it for you. Okay, so this first one, I heard it went through a heavy development process. It was originally Winch, and they decided to keep upgrading the strength so it became Winch-er, and then Winchest, and then Winchester. You are such a nerd. So the first card is Winchester. <laughs> it's an ice century Wayland. So it's a sentry, tracer, and destroyer, in yeah. case you want to... Does say that. Boost those tracer strengths with improved tracers, I believe, would be the one. NBN agenda. Okay. Anyway, so it's a, you said Wayland Sentry, yep. four influence. Four cost. Four res cost. Four strength. Four strength. Four real. Four real. And so it's got two subroutines. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a so, pre-slip. Okay. Oh, well, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. All right. It's so got it's two one... subroutines. Yeah. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. Okay. All right. So the two subroutines are trace four. Also, I like the parenthetical. Oh, I I specifically asked about that. Like you asked about it. That was one of the things I was like, hey, I actually find the trace numbers really hard to read from across the table and I have clinically perfect eyesight. So wonderful you are. It's not I'm not bragging. I'm saying like (laughs) I need accessibility help. Yes. No, I like this. Sorry. Design. Side note. Don't know if that was Pat or what, but... Very accessible. We appreciate it. Okay. Two subroutines. Two subroutines. On this strength four sentry. Yes. Trace four. If successful, trash an installed program. And then the next one, trace three. If successful, trash one installed piece of hardware. So that doesn't sound particularly powerful for a four strength sentry. You could just run right through that. Pay the trace, or if you have a link, it's even easier. So what's the big deal? Or if you just have something like, it. eh, whatevs. Okay. But it's the corp that gets to choose the trash. So that's kind of a big deal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Probably don't want these firing. So is there anything that makes this ice more spicy, more exciting? Yes. Oh, is there? Oh. All right. If it's protecting HQ, it also has a third subroutine. Trace three, if successful, in the run. And that's after all other subroutines. It's a good place for it at the end. Yes. Okay. Now, isn't there already a piece of ice that, like, has a trash a program, 
Trash a hardware. Trash a resource, I think even. So there's Kamali. Here, let me grab it. So is this the one you're thinking of? Yeah. So Kamali is do a brain damage unless the runner the runner trashes a resource, mm-hmm. a hardware, mm-hmm. a program. So that's different in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. But it is a sentry and a destroyer. And it's six res for three. You can break it with clicks. There's a lot of things different. Right. So Winchester be a really good choice over that if you... Well, it depends, right? Because tra- it's a trace. So it's different from Kamali in a few ways, right? Number one, there's the brain damage piece where the brain damage is the default, right? Whereas with Winchester, if there's no program, nothing happens. Okay. Right? So that's an interesting point is that Winchester is actually really bad against, say, a Leela deck that just is like, oh, I'm just going to run HQ and see what happens. Okay. Right? Because it's like, oh, I don't even have any programs or hardware. I just did a dirty laundry. I can easily pay through the the trace at the end, hmm. right? Well, you don't get your dirty laundry money until you finish the run, right? But I mean, that's the that's the incentive, uh-huh. right? That was not clearly. Stated. I don't know. I don't know. It seems good. So this one is I the think, mighty one, the Kamali one. But anyway, Winchester. So I think that the comparison, right, is that makes sense is to Afshar from Downfall. That's the Wayland code gate that you can't break both subroutines on it if it's in front of HQ. I love that one. That one's brutal because, right, it's like the runner loses two credits and the run. So you pay to break the end of the run and then you have to lose two credits on top of it. Yeah. I, I think that this is not as great as Afshar. And again, like I said, one of the things that's a problem with it is with traces, if you have a runner that is going with like a link strategy, you have no, your ice just became weaker and you have no counterplay to that, right? Like it's like you just like sit down to the match and you're like, oh, that's less useful. Yeah, but you don't see a whole lot of those link strategy ones. I mean, maybe not this will since... bring more about. Yeah. But I don't know. I think it's good. And if you. If you play in a Wayland deck where you've got money, 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 then... Then it becomes more important to break this. So if you think about breaking this, if this is in front of HQ and you've got Boogalter, then it's three to boost, three to break, discount of two, so that's net four. Okay. So you res for four and Boogalter breaks for four. That's not bad. Yeah. But like this, that's, that's one of the things about it being centralized, right? Is it's just like, it's pretty porous, but it can get expensive. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Fine. It's great. All right. If you like the art, it looks like those earwigs, which give me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a scorpion with two tails, but also instead of singing with the tails, it's shooting lasers out of its eyes. Not really sure what the brief was for that. Heebie-jeebies. Yeah, don't get earwigs. All right. The second one is also a piece of ice. Yes, a mythic side game. Who's, who's the ID that does side game fun? Nisei Division. Okay, is that one red? Okay, Conjin. Sure, Conjin. It's unique. It's unique. So you can only have one right? out. Like a lot of Mythic Ice. It's unique. 3-3. Three, three. Jinteki. 3-3-3. Three, 3-3-3. Three, three, three. Three, three, three. Three influence, right. Three, yeah, three, three influence, to res, three, three strength. to break. Mm-hmm. Or not break. Three, three strength. influence, three, two res, three strength. We got it. Yes. Okay. And no subroutines at all. No. Just play a side game. So you play a side game. Okay. If you spend a different number of credits... You may force the runner to encounter another res piece of ice. And then you come back to this one. Right. It's like that was your encounter. Yeah. So a good chance of the runner hitting another piece of ice. So for there's a couple of ways to think about this, right? Baseline. This ice 
can make any server like your best ice was there, right? So if it's rest, that's the big thing. So maybe this is a good thing with like executive bootcamp or if you're playing like Eliza's, like so Eliza's toy box and executive bootcamp are actually rotating out. But if you're thinking about if you have an Anansi res anywhere on the board, right? Like that was a big investment to pay eight to res it. And then you can say like, oh, well this other server basically also has an Anansi on that you have to deal with. That's that's kind of the baseline is like, what's your nastiest piece of ice? Yeah. Just like your most expensive one. Another direction I could see going is if you put it on a remote or I guess on a central or whatever, and you have like something that gains subroutines, either Komainu or something else, right? Where So you're like running like a Komainu server and you're like, okay, it's going to have five subroutines that have five cards in hand. Uh-huh. And then you're like, oh. in front of it, you got a Kanjin. And so it's going to make you hit that for the five. And then if you want to keep going, it keeps the subroutines for the whole run. So then it would have 10. Right. So that's a second thing. Yeah. A third thing, again, it's rotating out. But if it doesn't rotate, like Excalibur, right? Something where, because like Excalibur is unique because it's mythic and it says you can't make another run this turn. Ah. So that one would be if you're just like, oh, yeah, that's also on this other server. Surprise. That's kind of a big deal. So anyway, Kanjin. I say it sounds really exciting. It makes your other ice even awesomer, I feel, because you're bouncing people over to those. And and then you don't have to decide ahead of time, right? Right. That's a good like, point. A person might not have their whole rig out and you could be like, oh, you don't have any fractors? Here's a barrier. Have fun. You know, right? Oh, wow. I didn't think about that. Yeah. So it's So you just really put on your scoring remote and you're like... If you have stuff up, like already res, you can just make a new scoring remote even, right? And just be like, here's my congen, here's my agenda, advance. And then if you win the side game, then they just like whatever piece they don't have yet, you can push them through. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. That's so, interesting. It's like, a, this is like an alternate gear check because you don't know what it's going to check. Right. Yeah. So I think it's pretty great for making your other eyes even awesomer. It's a bummer, but it's probably appropriate that it's unique. I'm wondering... This is a piece I don't quite understand, and I feel like if you feel like we're stupid for not understanding this, that's fine. But you're immediately encountering, so you immediately start the encounter. So I wonder if there is a paid ability window. There must be. I'm thinking about like self-modifying code, right? Because oh. like you've already hit the encounter, but there's still time. So that's fine. So, oh, I got one. You ready for this? Yes. You push them into a Jua. You can't install anything. So they can't install right anything. There. So you like turn off self-modifying code, but it starts immediately because... Once they've encountered this, then they immediately encounter whatever other ice, right? So, like, if if they don't res it, or if they don't use it on the approach, then on they've the lost their to chance. Base ice? Right, on the approach to Conjun. Huh, interesting. That's probably anyway. a bad, bad example. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know all the timing stuff. It gets tricky. It does. So, yes, Winchester and Conjun. Those are our scoop, scoop, scoopity scoops. Yep, scoops of ice. Not ice cream, because they're both ice. Yeah, I like it. I feel like I've made up for the lack of dad jokes in prior episodes. Congratulations. Thank you. All right. So, happy Scoops Week, everyone. Yeah, and? And and so, get ready for December 16th, when you can use these cards to play, play Netrunner! Runner. I feel like with just two of us, we should better synchronized. I...
Yeah. Yeah. We need like a signal or something. Good night. <laughs>